1: All right, and welcome into a Black special ball, own, edition veteran, of Punt and Pass. That's plan, right, I'm, veteran, I'm calling it the Punt like and Pass Pandemic Podcast. This is your host, Drew the- Butler, and I'm joined by a very special guest on this episode, and that, of course, is Wes Blankenship. A lot of our listeners know Wes. He was on the sports desk at Atlanta's 11 Alive. That, of course, is the NBC affiliate. Right here in the great city of Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm sure, I am sure that you're following him on Twitter, at Wes Blankenship. Search for him. Wes, so much going on. Social media is on fire right now because everybody is at home. It's quarantine time with the coronavirus scare, the coronavirus pandemic going on. So I figured, hey, let's have some fun. Let's give us 15, 20 minutes of some levity, a little mental vacation. Thanks so much for joining me, my man. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great, Drew. Thanks for having me on. I think you're totally right, and I'm not the kind of guy to go on Twitter and tell people what they need to be doing with their time, but if they're choosing to listen to your show today, I would just encourage everybody, not just today, but each and every day as this thing gets crazier, I think opportunities, outlets like this to purely 100% and get away from the news cycle, get away from refreshing your Twitter, watching the news, Just to unplug from it and obviously stay clean and all that good stuff, but my PSA is just to unplug and just for the sake of your mental health, for the sake of your family, listen to stuff like this, and hopefully uh, we can entertain people for the next several minutes while they do that today.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt, and I think that's a great sentiment to start the show off with. Unlock, unload a little bit, get away from all the negativity that's on your TV, and it's on your TV for a very legitimate reason. That's a fact. And social media, as I said in the open there, I mean, it's crazy. It is absolutely wild right now because everybody's at home. Nobody has anything to do except – Get their thoughts out into the platforms that they have available to them. And I've got a little list of some stuff that I want to talk to you about, Wes. And the first one, and we haven't even discussed this yet, we did not discuss my list before we started recording, was I want to know from you how you think this presents an opportunity during the pandemic, during the quarantine, specifically. On social media, because anybody that follows you is very aware with what's been going on with your career, uh, is very aware with how you caught some viral sensation with your Coffee Town broadcasts and your ability really to create content on social media. Now everybody's there. Now everybody is looking for an avenue to maybe separate themselves from the rest of the public. I I don't want to kind of get away from the seriousness of what's going on right now. But there is an opportunity on social media to really build your brand or to really make yourself be seen in a time where people are looking to maybe get a laugh or take their minds off of what seemingly sees like the world is shutting down right now.
0: Yeah, I think it's funny to observe how people are doing it in different ways, right? Like it's been surreal to kind of step back and look at people that are continuing to make memes about, (laughs) about the illness. Like it just shows you how deeply ingrained in our conscience, um, making memes is, uh, and people are making memes about the very thing that is scaring people. I think to a certain extent that's necessary for me, you know, I made one coffee town video, like dubbed over an infomercial, uh, I think it was like a week and a half ago about people washing their hands with this outrageous, like, soap dispensing machine. It looked like it was made in the early two thousands. And I thought that was pretty funny, but beyond that, like I, I think my sense of humor right now, um, well, I guess I also made one about Matthew McConaughey. Yes. That was good. South, that was South, good. South, by, South by Southwest closing down. Um, but other than that, man, I, I don't know. I think as it continues to become more serious, not that I'm getting more serious and the stuff I make, but I'm just kind of shifting and not, uh, directly, poking fun at the uh, illness because i think it is going to start affecting more people day by day but yesterday i saw a video from a race car driver by the name of Ryan Eversley and he somehow got a video of someone doing a motorized uh porta potty yes. around a um roundabout and i think it's just like finding stupid stuff like that which i'd already been doing finding like outrageous sports clips that may not be one of the traditional sports that you used to watch and, you know, maybe doing some narration of that. And I kind of did like a, not a coffee town voice per se, but a more of like a sports broadcaster narrating this porta potty racing these other dirt bikes. So I don't know. I think it's stuff like that, man, just to keep the creative juices flowing, but also uh, stay lighthearted as much as we can and give people a little bit of a distraction, which I think if you're in the sports industry to begin with, Even though there aren't sports going on, you have that in your bones already. You're already wired to find things that not distract people from their everyday lives, but at least show them alternatives exactly
1: yeah i mean there's no doubt it's an outlet you mentioned memes like if you ever wanted to explore the validity of meme culture it's right now i mean you go online and those are really the things that kind of make you laugh give you that nostril chuckle that you usually do very subconsciously when you're scrolling through your iphone but that's exactly what's happening right now if you're in a group chat i mean those were on fire this weekend everybody is just finding a way to get away from all of the bad news. And Wes, on your Twitter, you do exactly that. I know a lot of people are inquiring about you doing a Coffee Town dub over the marble racing, which is kind of going viral right now. Those are the types of things that people want. And just think about where we are right now. It's uh, Monday. It's March 16th. We're recording this. It's 2.15 p.m. in the afternoon right now. We're going on four days without sports. Four days. That's it. I mean, the CDC is talking about eight weeks of no gatherings of more than 50 people. You know, Saturday, it really hit me. I'm sitting around the house. Our daughter is about to be two years old. My wife is very pregnant right now, 38 and a half weeks pregnant. So we're expecting any day now. Saturday afternoon is prime time at the Butler house to crack open a beer, have the daughter running around. Wife is hanging out, and you're watching sports, specifically this past Saturday, where we were supposed to be knee-deep in conference championship basketball and the players' championship. I absolutely love golf. That's one of the best TV-viewing golf tournaments of the year, and we had nothing, Wes. We had absolutely nothing, and it really makes you realize how legitimate sports are in America and how much it plays a factor in day-to-day lives. You just said it. Four days has felt like an eternity. Think about eight weeks from now. Think about that first week in April in this state of Georgia where the March Madness championships were supposed to be here, where the Masters were supposed to be around the corner. I mean, those are huge economic and cultural experiences for this state and for really the entire nation, obviously, that will not be taking place. Those weeks are going to be dark, and it's going to sting. I saw you tweet something to a reporter, I don't even know where she worked, I think maybe The Athletic, and she kind of uh, made a little tongue-in-cheek gesture of how sports aren't that important, and you disagreed. You said, hey, I, I really couldn't disagree more, and I think a lot of people understood where you were coming from. I completely understand where you are coming from too. Yes, sports are an outlet for a lot of people to get away from the real world, but for a lot of other people, It is the real world. It's how you make paychecks. It's how you put food on the table for your family. And it's how you make a living. Can you expound on that a little bit as far as your thought process during really this time in your career and and how everybody is going to handle these next eight weeks without any sports?
0: Yeah, uh, that was um, Nicole Auerbach, I believe, from The Athletic. I think she's since deleted the tweet. And I think that's the unfortunate thing about Twitter. It's impossible to convey nuance when you share a message, but I, I did think that that was a bit of an irresponsible message, specifically from someone that um, coming from her account, she does make money yeah, what is tweeting she talking about, about? tweeting about sports and, and covering sports and has for the last several years. So that was kind of surreal to me. And I think I understood part of what she was trying to say, but the greater part of her message that she missed was forget me, Uh, trying to find a full-time broadcasting gig or get freelance opportunities, which had been there um, before this had happened. Forget about me. How about the people at every single arena? How about the people, how about the high school kid in Augusta that helps out at the masters or the concession stands? You know, it's hard to not, um, you know, someone that's covered it for the last several years, you, you see those kids, you know, and you see them year after year now. And, some of the faces change. Some of them you recognize for a couple of years in a row before they go on and move on with their lives. But that's a huge part of Augusta's economy. And I looked at, you know, as is the tradition in Georgia sports, things are, are tough Yeah, <laughs> as we're, we've gotten used to, but I think like you pointed out final four in Atlanta, that's an estimated hundred million dollars coming to the city of Atlanta. According to Forbes, uh, the masters is um, kind of the lore in Augusta. The figures at $120 million, according to the Augusta Chronicle, no one can, really nail down that exact number, but that's the estimate from business owners in Augusta and has been for a few years. And then on a smaller scale, but uh, just equally as important to the people that live there is the one NASCAR race. It used to be two coming to Hampton at Atlanta motor speedway. Yeah. We have one each year now, and that was coming to uh, Hampton down there uh, near Henry County in McDonough. And that got canceled this week as well. And that provides a lot of jobs and small boost. Um, I think that racetrack, Each year, I was unable to nail down a specific estimate for how much the race itself brings in, but that's tens of millions of dollars just for that race alone and 150 million estimated for the racetrack itself each year. So yeah, to say that sports aren't that important, I think is ignoring a massively uh, important avenue economically um, in each and every sport. And we see it right here in Georgia compounded in just this month span alone.
1: Yeah, there's no doubt. I had made a tweet earlier last week kind of jokingly like, hey, everybody, get together your Atlanta sports curse slash March Madness canceled tweets. I expect your best. And then by Thursday or Friday, it was all canceled. I mean, it was just insane how fast this has happened. And with that being said, a lot of people were turning towards the college athletes. I mean, the NCAA suspended all activity through the College World Series, which doesn't happen until June. I mean, that is wild. You're talking about senior baseball players, senior golfers, the seniors or the juniors or even the freshmen on the basketball teams that will not be coming back to school. There is a huge domino effect to this. But then you go all the way down to the high school level. I mean, you were just talking about high school kids volunteering at the Masters. I read today that the SATs have been canceled Through May, right? You're talking about high school seniors who are jockeying for scholarship opportunities (laughs) next year that won't even be able to play sports. It is just a wild trickle-down effect that's happening right now, and if you go to social media, you kind of realize that world is ending, the world is shutting down sentiment. And for that reason, I just kind of t- want to talk about one thing, the juxtaposition between social media and real life right now. If you go on social oh, media, yeah. sure, you'll see those memes that you were talking about that make you laugh. You'll see some cute puppies that will make you kind of forget about what's going on. But if you're inside homes right now, I, I think that's where the real sentiment is. Like, yes, yeah, something serious is going on, but we're going to continue to plow through this. We're going to continue with our everyday lives. You have a newborn. I've got a 2 Year old, I've got a baby on the way. I mean, sure, drastic measures are having to be taken, but the world is not ending. And I think everybody needs to have that calm deep in their hearts to say we're gonna get past this. If it takes eight weeks, if it takes two months, better times are ahead. And I and I think it's important to remember that right now. And Wes, that brings me to my next point, and I guess we can wrap up here the NFL. I mean, the NFL if you're talking about any sports going on, the league gear is set to begin and guys are inking new contracts, trades are going down. From your perspective, is that tone deaf on behalf of the NFL because Mike Florio at Pro Football Talk is acting like this is one of the worst decisions the NFL has ever made to continue mm-hmm. doing business when really nobody's being put in harm in respects to the pandemic that's going on. How do you feel about that?
0: Uh, well, you know, Mike Florio has a brand that he's known for in <laughs> 6'2", and, to, and I think that's right up that's right up Mike's alley. Um, but look, teams are still going to make moves. They're still going to uh, do what they need to do from a business perspective, and a lot of those deals aren't necessarily done in crowds of 50 or more. So the last time I checked, as long as that's not happening and they're not putting people at risk, I, I see no problem with it, and to be honestly, I, I, I saw a tweet from the Chargers over the weekend when they announced that they had released Thomas Davis, and it was the first one that I'd seen, the first kind of transactional tweet, and I was wondering, you know, are people going to see that? It's just casually thrown out there, just like any other uh, personnel tweet would have been before we knew anything about coronavirus. And I went, I went to the responses, and it was all Chargers fans just commenting on the status of their team. And that showed me right away, kind of the tone that would be set. It was nobody responding like damn SMH, y'all are ignoring coronavirus." It was all chargers fans commenting on how they were glad that their team was making a move or making a couple moves that could make the team better. So I think it's the kind of thing we need. And uh, I think it does us no good to sulk on this uh, outbreak in every corner of our lives, Can we not have anything left? Is nothing else protected um, that doesn't need to be protected? Let's just keep up with some sort of big four professional sports news. And I think the uh, NFL trade deadline or the NFL uh, season beginning in this shape, form, and fashion, if we can't have the draft festivities like we normally do, Let's at least enjoy this to the most that we can.
1: Yeah, and half of enjoying it is people fighting on Twitter about, this guy didn't deserve that much. Holy cow, I can't believe that team overpaid, or why on earth yep. Austin Hooper decide to go to the Browns? That's the best part of NFL free agency, and I, I think you need to yeah. continue that. There's no doubt about it. You just mentioned the NFL has made the announcements that there will be no public gatherings at the draft in Las Vegas. They're trying to figure out logistically how they're going to make that all happen with the least amount of human interaction, and Again, that's fine, but as long as we still get the draft, as long as we can look forward to that. Spring football has been postponed in the SEC and around the country. If this threatens college football, Wes, you are looking at a full-on upheaval from the Southeast and well, probably from the well, entire nation. I think,
0: I, think people, I think people overlook the spring practice element if they're not really plugged in on a beat type of relationship yeah. or a former athlete type of relationship with an athlete. How does it affect – an athlete from right now to not have your spring practice start as it usually would have.
1: Huge. I mean, it's absolutely huge, right? Especially talking about guys who are fighting for starting positions, guys who really wanted to make an impression on a new coaching staff. There's so many new coaches out there. That's the time where they really get to kind of sit down and say, hey, here's what our preliminary depth chart's going to look like moving towards camp in August. I mean, this is setting back a lot of stuff. You're talking about Georgia specifically. Scott Cochran's there, new special teams coach. Todd Munkin's there, new offensive coordinator. I mean, there's a lot of new stuff going on in Athens. You know, new and quarterback. You, yeah, I mean, new quarterback. I mean, you're totally right. You need those 15 practices Especially to be able yeah. to create some sort of consistency, moving towards summer camp. Well, um, so much to go, so much to talk about. Really, you and I could do this often. Maybe we'll do it more often. I know you got to run, you got some stuff to do, taking care of real life. But I appreciate your time, Wes. If yeah, you dude, ever no, want to get on here again. and just uh, senselessly chat again, just send me a text <laughs> and we'll be sure to make it happen
0: that may be happening. Appreciate it, dude. And uh, I just got back after my paternity leave to um, my podcast that I'm trying to do once a week. We'll we'll see how life gets in the way of that. But back porch sports is back up as of last week and hopefully I can get something out this week as well. So that goes for you as well. I know you've been a guest in the past. We'll see where this thing takes us, man. Best of luck with the, the newborn. And I'm uh, praying for y'all and hoping everybody can stay healthy through all that.
1: No doubt, man. We appreciate you Follow him at West Blankenship on Twitter. Back Porch Sports is his podcast. Follow me at Drew Butler. And this has been your Punt and Pass pandemic podcast at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us there and we'll let you know when the next episode goes live. We're glad to be back even under these unique circumstances, but we appreciate y'all listening and stay safe out there. See you.